0: welcome to as you were a podcast about alkaline trio where every week we talk about one alkaline trio song and this week it's you say i only hear what i want to (laughs) i wish stay
1: you ever hear that michael jackson and paul mccartney collab song from the early eighties. Oh yeah. Stay yeah. stay, stay. And then Michael Jackson bought the rights to all the Beatles songs when he and Paul McCartney were friends. Beautiful shit. Beautiful Fuckin shit. So funny. So funny too, because Paul McCartney's the one who told him to do that.
0: Yeah, I know, right? It is kinda one of those great, like, stories where you're like, God, Michael Jackson was such a dick and then you're like, Well, Kind of spoon-fed him the idea there. Spoon-fed him the idea to do that, like,
1: whack-ass shit that you were doing. Like,
0: if I told you right now, like, hey, if you hit me over the head with your microphone and stole $40 from me, you'd make $40. I can't really blame you when you do that.
1: Yeah. Especially if you took that idea from the practice that you had developed of Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I figured out this thing that you can do with a microphone and
0: someone's head. Yeah, it's called mugging people. It's awesome. My name is Tim Crisp. I'm a muggle. Uh-huh. And, I'm David Anthony. I've never seen Harry Potter.
1: He's a mugger. Uh-huh. I gotta read uh I'm about halfway through the prisoner of Azkaban. I've been there for the last year. Never read it? Never saw it. Um I have never seen lord of the rings interesting i've, I've seen those
0: i i will one day i mean why not you're gonna have the time at some point oh man i got time to waste no not that one we're doing a bad one today oh a bad one
1: from yeah. a good record
0: sentence? A good record. A record I still enjoy, though they're, my complaints stand.
1: Their they're best record since that one with Time to Waste on it.
0: Correct. That one Fully is correct. called Crimson. That one is called Crimson.
1: And the Alkaline Trio come back with a record called Is This Thing Cursed? Um, to the surprise of us Yes. doing As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. And what was... So fun and exciting and I guess sort of revealing about this record and hearing the first single from it. Wait, was the first single Blackbird? Correct. Okay. Hearing Is This Thing Cursed, the song, going with the title of the record, was that this was really the first time that this band was looking at itself in a perspective lens true they are asking that question is this thing cursed is the alkaline trio cursed and i think that the record in a lot of ways and in the song in particular kind of mines that history in some really nice ways Hmm. you see a lot of instances of dan making references to uh, uh old songs you know i feel like saying god damn it uh-huh. When he does, is like, you, that, that's that got to be, you, when I mean, you think about yeah, it. No, I, mean, I got this theory, okay? I got this theory I, laid out for yeah. me. So there's an Alkaline Trio record, and it's called God Damn It. Familiar. And my, you know, because he's saying, let's uh, crawl out from under our bed. We can never break up, so I love you to death. Mm-hmm. Song titles by yes. Dan. yes. And I'm thinking, too, that he might be going... To not a song called God Damn It, but a record, mm-hmm. an LP, the first one by the Alkaline Trio. And this player. is the newest one.
0: So Correct. That's just- um, You really cracked the Da Vinci Code, which l- is also a movie.
1: A little bit of fan fiction. I'd like to watch that movie sometime soon. Never I think that. it would be a lot of fun. Maybe. I don't know. I think Tom Hanks with that straight hair.
0: Is mm-hmm. um what is very interesting to me about it is this thing cursed? The album, not the song, should be clear. So I think it's Dan's weakest contribution to a record, uh, maybe since what? God damn it!
1: Huh? So you're saying you're saying Dan's collected works on is this thing cursed are. They stack up
0: the weakest. In comparison to- All the way back to God Damn It? You think that's why he referenced it? Well, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. God Damn It has, what? Message from Kathleen, Enjoy Your Day. If we're talking about standalone Dan songs. Yeah. And you don't like Enjoy Your Day that much. Nope. But you like Message from Kathleen. Five out of five. Would you say his songs on Maybe or I'll, I'll Catch Fire are stronger than that? I mean- I
1: think, I mean, to be, I think that that's a little bit of apples and oranges. Because I think that Dan's Dan's role on God Damn It is not the same okay. as the rest of the canon. Fair. So fair. I would say that really if we're going to talk about Dan in the way that we're talking about him for this record... You kind of have to start with Maybe I'll Catch Fire, in which okay. case- Okay. I'll, give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It might be the argument that this is, like, for for Dan, the weakest record of all.
0: Because we, last week, talked about Young Lovers, which is not a great Dan song, but I think from the Maybe, or Maybe I'll Catch Fire, from the My Shame is True and Broken Wing era, there are songs I like better than songs on his This Thing Cursed, yeah. of his. Yeah. Um. There's two there's a few songs from the this This Addiction and the This Addiction sessions that we've not touched on that I think are really great dance songs. So I feel like I could understand if maybe you don't have that perspective because you've not heard them. Um so the setup to the podcast. Correct. Yeah. And then before that is Crimson, correct? Yeah. So, so I think good morning is probably his strongest. Ooh.
1: Yeah, we are really getting into some territory here, aren't we? I think that, hmm, you know, I don't think Good Morning is his strongest. Really, I think that it's the fact that he has so many songs. It's the most on equal. It. Yeah, but let's let's take. Do we take Emma out of there? He didn't write it i mean it's a good question um i think that if we're going to go with uh median average and uh or no median and average Mm -hmm. of of scores and not not make any separation between like well there's only three songs here and there's five songs here so you got to sure sure sure
0: maybe i'll catch fire dan's best record I, I would n- not disagree with that. I would say all his songs on that I really love. What do
1: we give? She Took Him to the Lake. I think I gave that a five. I
0: think I gave it like, a, I know it was over four. Um, well, because I was going to say, I think he, I really like his contributions on From Here to Infirmary. Um, yeah, me Crawl too. Crawl is one of his best songs. Me too. I think too. Uh, Take Lots with the Alcohol is Cool. I'm I Dying don't like that song. Um, point being. I can't wait till we talk about it. How we'll much I don't like it. You just don't like that record which is part of this it's just a
1: stupid song
0: um anyway Hello. it's just uh there's you really you know
1: that mike phil just like started playing that beat and they were like all okay all right new guy all right here we
0: go um but i just his, his the point i'm making here if we're gonna tie this all around to say i think these are the weakest standalone dance songs on an alkaline trio record yeah yeah i think that's if it's not this one then it's you know
1: it. this is definitely in the bottom three
0: yeah um so this song is just very forgettable to me and part of it and I didn't really realize it until we started talking but he does the exact same thing he does in Young Lovers where it's like and then he's like Young Lovers and then this, he's like just stare <laughs> like okay dude like you're like He's just like building to these like big like I'm going to hold out a note moments, but it feels really unearned and is like the only interesting thing happening vocally, at least melodically is Uh, when he
1: gets to that that
0: holdout. Well, it's the only thing that's at all different from him just kind of being like. I'm Dan and this is a Dan song.
1: Yeah, totally. I feel like this, the chorus to this song is
0: so wordy.
1: Yeah. And then he just gets to that one thing that he holds out on and it's like, dude, you kind of lost me here. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the, the chorus just feels like an extension of the verse. It yeah. doesn't really have any sort of hook to it that wouldn't just fit in a in like a a regular verse or like a totally pre-chorus it's just like yeah the 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 fact that it's unearned is in that you just kind of lose it and then there's that thing that it's it just hangs on
0: well and i think my issue with it stems from uh when I listen to "Only Love" to compare to "Young Lovers," because I was confused about the song we were talking about, <laughs> and "Only Love," Dan's doing like a real twangy voice thing, and this is like a slightly more palatable, less put-on version of that same voice. Sure, and I really don't like it because it's like, motherfucker, you grew up in Illinois, like yeah, you've lived in Florida a long time. Maybe you've taken on some of that patois or whatever. But like you're not, you sound like Foghorn fucking Leghorn, my guy. Uh, please don't do this to me. <laughs> um, and I'm glad he pulls it back here. New Orleans. <laughs> Well, I'm doing what he did. He doesn't know any better either. He's just throwing shit at the wall. I do declare we should stay. I do declare we should stay, Mom. (laughs) Mama. Um, (laughs) No coffee cups flying around the room. No beignets. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's literally what it feels like when I hear him do that on Only Love. And I feel like he's trying to do that here, too. And I'm just like, dude, your voice is cool. Just embrace it. (laughs) Yeah, you've
1: got a Fucking cool voice, you know, this is. I think this is just what happens inevitably when you have somebody who's writing songs on an acoustic guitar by yes, themselves, yes. which really reflects in the way that this song is arranged because so much of it is just a guitar playing, and Dan probably played the like yeah. strumming guitar on this recording, um, but. You know, I think that it sets up a pretty
0: good scene.
1: I like that this one in comparison to Young Lovers, it's very lived in. The, you know, no, there's a
0: warmth to it, yeah. Right. No, it's not dripping with sadness.
1: And no coffee cups flying around the room. This is this is just a song about it seems like him and his partner maybe just in a string of heaven arguments. Yeah. They're up late a little bit. They're mm-hmm. having they're having talks. They're having difficulties. And I do like his sort of approach of like uh, let's not let's not end it here. Let's try and like keep going. I like that there is this doom aspect to like this thing is like sure. going to uh is this its thing course. cursed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um just a kind of a funny sort of like Camus way to look at your relationship with someone of well it's gonna end at some point anyway uh which i don't think is what he really feels but it's a nice it's way a, it's to a way to get- mine
0: the thing yeah i mean it's like i i don't want to shit all over this because again i don't think it's like it's not offensive to me it's just not very good and i think he's on his solo records done better versions of writing like i'm solo guy playing acoustic guitar music yeah um and i think one of the biggest faults of some of this is like clearly that's how he writes predominantly now has for the last few records and i think the issue is that he doesn't really deviate i think he just kind of like in you know when you're playing a song on acoustic guitar and singing it and maybe you do a part a couple times just to build it up acoustically. That's because you don't have a full band around you. It's, it's, right, it's, totally. it's really you're, you're establishing a mood. But when you're playing full band, you can kind of come out and cut some of that stuff. And I just feel like a lot of things aren't cut. I feel like he's just like, this is what it is. This is the length it is. Play around it as opposed to like. What if we cut the pre-chorus? What if we cut that lead line because we've already established it and we just need to keep the pace up? Which is especially frustrating, I
1: think, within a record where they do a very good job of cutting things and, and and integrating different parts to it. And yeah. Like trying to um I guess not feel so locked into arrangements. That's yes. The yes. Most exciting thing. It feels collaborative. About the first half of this record. Totally.
0: I mean every song we've praised on this record, even the ones that are messy, I think they're good because they are they feel collaborative. They feel like three dudes in a room again and they feel like They're trying to keep it fresh for themselves. And this one just feels like the most uh, stayed, if you will. I think that they do. I think that Matt and
1: Derek do a really good job with uh, putting putting together like some good instrumentation to this song. Sure. You know, I do like the way things kind of like pick up and put back down in the first and second Mm -hmm. verses but it's it's really just only within what's there and what's there is so locked in that you can't really make it too interesting you can't really deviate from things and yeah this song just kind of runs its course and you sort of get lost in it
0: yeah and like what I would say are two things that I think like this is me put on my old producer cap again oh yeah as I so want to do One, I think I would have preferred if this was the closing track done acoustically as opposed to the track that closes the record. Because if they were going to do that move, maybe just commit to the song that was intentionally already there in that setup. And secondarily, is when I hear a song like this that is so... uh, When you're listening to someone play acoustic guitar, it's so much about how they play it. Their rhythmic voicing. Yeah. And I think in the hands of someone else doesn't always carry the same weight and I think I would like to hear a version where I don't know if maybe Dan did just play the guitar on the song because it's a studio song who gives a shit um I think hearing his uh expression of it literally through his hands would maybe give this song a different life to me than a full band everyone in their right place type of version.
1: yeah, I think I could get behind that too. I think that. Um, I think that you would get... It, I mean, it's kind of hard to follow the chorus of this song because it is so wordy. Uh-huh. And I, I'm sure that it tracks so much better when you don't have a full band around it.
0: And you're not locked into the, okay, we got to go into this part. When you're playing acoustically and you hold out that stay, you can kind of crash it into the verse. Uh-huh. And that, that wouldn't really work as well when you have a band trying to dynamically lead it back in also there's a
1: funny feels like a minor chord in in the chorus that they jump to like towards the end of it where you really don't see that chord coming yeah and that it's like whoa where did that chord come from right and it's like that also would have so much more effect yeah on an acoustic guitar because it would Agreed. sound so strained um yeah i think that This kind of goes in line with the complaint that I had with
0: this record, which is
1: 13 songs is too long.
0: It is. And, and like, I don't think, like, the length of the songs or, like, this record feels too long. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't listen to a long record. But I think it's been the problem on the last few LPs of, like, tighten it up a little bit, guys. Like, you're going to put out a better product at the end of this if this was just rearranged and like I think uh you know a 10 song version of this record's great with a two song seven inch and then whatever
1: like yeah I, I don't I don't understand like the the need to have it on there when it's not like it's your first record and you're trying to fit everything that you've got onto one thing yeah
0: I mean I think conversely I, I imagine the rationale was like it's our first record in a while. You know, we don't want people to think like, oh, they only wrote nine songs in five years or whatever. So, like, I guess I can see that point, but I think you have a better product at the end. You yeah. know, uh, I would rather see a movie that is missing the scene and has them added as bonus features on the Blu-ray or some shit than like a movie that has a couple moments where I'm like, eh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah, We're talking definitely. about movies a lot recently. We are
1: talking about movies a lot recently. Yeah, this song is just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just there. I forgot about it until listening back to it, and I think that that sort of sums it up.
0: That's appropriate. What do you give it? Two and a half. I give it a two and a half as well.
1: It's not offensive but yeah i got i got no problem getting some popcorn during yeah, this movie
0: exactly or, <laughs> well <coughs> you nailed it hmm you should put that sound over the start of like everything we do from here on out like a <laughs> like when you edit something out yeah uh i'll probably i'll
1: probably re-record that in post mm-hmm. and uh you don't really maximize some of the sound. Just use some of my producer uh skills.
0: Skills. Yeah. It kinda sounds like that uh noise in Fight the Power that I always think sounds like an elephant. Oh, you're talking about Terminator X? Yeah.
1: He that guy could make so many cool noises. Whatever Most of them sound like elephants. Whatever happened to that. Um, hey. His name is David, my correct. name is Tim. Also correct. Um This is a podcast about Alkaline Trio. It's called As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. We are, this is the 90th episode of this program, David. Wow. 90. That is a lot of episodes. So we are on the path to episode number 91. Woo, baby. And we are going to ring it in with another song, another Alkaline Trio song and that one is going to be brought to us by our patrons the people i
0: love so much
1: yeah yeah you know the people who on patreon patreon.com as you were because you see the all right these are these are some homies that pledge a monthly amount to this show to david and i and our continued ability to do this show and to buy popcorn mm-hmm and to uh, live.
0: To live. I love to live. I love to live,
1: I love to laugh and I love to love.
0: I love to loaf.
1: Um anyway you can go over to patreon.com slash as you were. You can pledge a monthly amount to help support the show, help to help us to continue our efforts to bring wonderful weekly content. And if you go over there you can get even more content bonus audio content this guy and i we just talked about the 2010s mm-hmm. in pop punk uh-huh slash emo we talk we reference a lot of bands on this show and we wanted to give our patrons a kind of a good guide for what what's been going on the past 10 years Some and of these bands and- that we talk about and it's a good uh a good uh, place
0: for, for you to go if you're like, I want yes. I want
1: some similar stuff. But uh, send me some of the kids. Yeah. Send me to the what kids. What are the
0: kids doing? Uh uh brief shout out to uh a listener named Sam who uh hit me up asking for some band wrecks. Sammy. And uh yeah, good dude. Seems to be going through some stuff, so uh best of luck to you, friend. Hey, we're there with you, Bubba. And uh we're there
1: with all of you out there. I invite you to uh, tell a friend about the show, rate, subscribe, and come back next week. Got another show, another thing right,
0: You get it. Bye. bye.